Sarah. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. You are on a journey that I relate a lot to, and it's very exciting. You're like blossoming like a little flower. So um, for those who don't know you, can you give us a little introduction, please? Sure, sure. So my name is Sarah Martin. Many know me as Sarah Madcore. So as I kind of blow my life up here, I'm also having that identity crisis. So going back to my maiden name. So I'll introduce myself as Sarah Martin. And I um, have worked in corporate America for about 25 years. And that's where I met Bobby, um, at Price Chopper. And I worked there for about 17 years and, um, probably eight or nine years ago, I really got on this journey, um, starting with yoga that really just kind of started opening me up and getting me on a journey that, um, has helped me, um, give up a lot of addictive behaviors, um, including alcohol, tobacco, um, food stuff. I always just shopping. I always joke, like you, you name it. I've, I've had it right. You know, mine is probably the gambling, but I do understand the gambling. So, you know, those behaviors are all, we, you know, coming from the same place. So, um, just really being on a healing journey, um, you know, for these last eight to 10 years. And as that progressed, the corporate environment that we were in, um, very old school, very patriarchal, what I found to be oppressive, um, really started feeling not good. So, um, done some coaching for healing childhood trauma with my first spiritual teacher for a couple of years. And I'm just so excited to be breaking out on my own here, um, bringing some of that. I have that certification. I have a certification under Gabby Bernstein, and I have a certification under Danielle Laporte for heart-centered work. Um, someone who really helps support me during 2020, during COVID, during all this uncertainty. So um, a lot of tools in the toolbox that I just really want to share with others. I love that you are breaking out and starting to share this. I do, I'm getting confused it, because of my journey. I don't know if people know what we're talking about or like everybody in my circle now knows what yoga and spirituality and who Gabby Bernstein is and all these things. So I kind of started taking it for granted. Um, And it was my recovery. It sounds like you're the opposite of me. My recovery led me to the spiritual work and it sounds like your spiritual work led you to giving up the addictions and stuff. And I actually give it credit for removing my alcohol, but can you tell me like, if you can remember back, like what excited you about yoga or like you're an amazing meditation coach. I don't know how to, is that the right word? Um, But I love doing your meditations and like, you seem to have a gift. Did you know you had a gift right away? Like, What did that look like? It looked like a hot mess. (laughs) It looked like handing my kids off to my mother being like, I need to go to yoga. Like, you know, (laughs) You know, um, yes. So it looks like a need, uh, you know, that, you know, I hit, oh gosh, you know, so my kids were probably um, eight and 10 and they're now headed to 17 and 19. Um, 
so it, it did, it felt like a little bit of desperation, right? So, so I feel like so many of us were sold this bag of goods about the American dream, right? You go out, you work so hard, you get the right house, you get the right job, you get the right partner, you do the things. And then I don't know about anybody else, but I can, I, you know, I, I was like, Oh, okay. But I, you know, it was supposed to fill you up. Right. But I still felt so empty. So, um, you know, I just, and I had, my job was very stressful. It was just a lot. I just felt like I didn't have time. So I, I did, I found myself in a yoga room, um, at the YMCA and with a teacher who really talked about being a hot mess, <laughs> you know, and I found myself judging her so hard. I was like, she's going to teach the class you know, right? <laughs> because we've also been taught that teachers have to have it all together. Right. Yes. But what, but the way she was able to get to me was, Oh my God, you know, I have that too. Me too. I struggle with that too. Right. So when we start to, to unpack the stuff, that's when it's like, okay, permission to be fully oneself, hot mess and all. So that, that's really, I think what got me um, feeling like, okay, this is where I belong. Not with everyone pretending everything's okay, but with the people that are like, here's my mess. What's your mess look like? <laughs> you know? I love that. You said a couple things and I'm going to point this out since we go back and forth about my business boyfriend a lot. But when you talk about having the house, the kids, the the typical American dream, right? Like that's that's what he teaches us to strive beyond that for that fulfillment and that purpose. So I love that you said that. And then the hot mess part, I I don't even remember who I was talking to because I get to talk to so many beautiful people, but they were saying that as leaders, as coaches, as people who are getting watched, the, the people who are just starting to discover us or the things we talk about or the messages we carry, they want to hear it from people who've walked through those, those problems, those situations, those things, and got to the other side. It means a whole lot more than someone who had a perfect life and life is good. And I'm going to tell you how to have a perfect life too. It doesn't really work that way. It's about the journey and it's about the recovery and it's about the learning, at least in my opinion. What do you think? Totally. And you're giving me a flashback. So my first alcohol counselor, right? I, I started drinking and doing drugs when I was like 14 years old. Um, so my first alcohol counselor, I got to interact with at like, tw- no, I don't even think I was 21 yet. So, um, and she had never drank alcohol. <laughs> oh my so I'm an angry young kid as it is. And like, you're going to help me. All that did was ramp up my anger more. There was no way, there was no way she was helping me. She, she hadn't walked in my shoes and you know, I was only 21, but she hadn't walked in my shoes. So absolutely. That's why I say, you know, why I am able to, you know, help people and like not much shocks me, Um, you know, and I think, you know, for people to be held with their stuff that so many of us are so busy hiding, using so many much energy to tamp down the stuff that, you know, we're not we're taught not to show the world. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I totally agree of, you know, I've walked through the fire and gotten to on the other side and I'm still walking through the fire, right. It's just, you know, it's, it's, we treat it as, as weather. It just, you know, the things that come, um, we're always just peeling layers, but I do agree that, um, what makes me good at what I do is because I've been through most addictions, most, 
you know, some trauma and those kinds of things. So for sure, I agree. One of, one of the things that I appreciate you about you so much is not only that I learn things, right. But you're so candid and vulnerable, like the way that you show up, whether it's in yoga or the zoom classes or even meditation, we were doing it at work, right? Like you were breaking through a major barrier there and getting people, you know, eight, 10, 15 people to, to join in a circle once a week. And, and it's funny, I think you called this out, like, I'm not going to call it woo woo anymore. Cause it's not woo woo, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to have permission or make excuses to talk about these things. Yeah. And that's part of the journey too, is coming to that realization and that confidence about that. It's not woo woo, it's reality or it's my reality. It's your reality. So can you talk a little bit about all that service? Like what prompted you to start meditation there? Or what prompted you to start a group on Saturday mornings? You know, you weren't getting paid for any of these things, right? Like you just show up and give, 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 give. So can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little twofold, I suppose. Um, so my sobriety really, um, prompted leading meditation for the first time and in this yoga room I was in, right? So this teacher of mine now does not live here, but there was a community built, you know, building around this person and um, they would have some gatherings and I don't know, some had, and, and so again, the yoga helped me become sober. So I just want to give a little background, you know, that, so I go to yoga was like sun, Fridays and Sunday mornings, a Friday night, Sunday mornings, a lot of times I was going in hungover. Mm. Right. And it was like, oh, so like when you're in yoga and it's hot yoga, right. Or warm, warm, or <laughs> you know what I mean? So you could feel your hangover so much that it was like, oh, and I'm, and at the same time, it was starting to feel good. So, you know, that's where I started peeling it away. So it took me a couple of times, a few times that I would quit drinking for a few months and I'd go back and then whatever. But I've had these same friends that we bonded over drinking and eating and excess. And I would still show up sober, you know, at dinners or whatever. And I'm like, this doesn't, and, and I had had heart connections with people, right? When we're talking about the deep things, and when we talk about the things you and I talk about. So when I would show up to the dinners and, and no one's listening, <laughs> everyone's just, uh, you know, starting not to feel good. So I was pretty isolated. My, you know, the first year or two of not drinking, I was pretty isolated. And I'm like, this, this doesn't feel good either. Right. This doesn't feel, where's my community? Where's my, you know, how do you make friends at 40? Like what? And so I just decided I'm going to have this meditation. And I, I don't even know, I don't know if it was in the yoga room. I remember it was four or five people that came to the house the first time I was more nervous than my wedding because it felt strange to me because I didn't know what we were doing. So that's how it started. Um, and then I think it just kept evolving from there. Um, and certainly, you know, doing the coaching with my spiritual teacher got me out of my comfort zone so many times. Well, and I started teaching yoga, right. I went and got um, my teacher training. So getting up in front of people, um, started becoming more natural and I, and I am an extra, you know, I always say I'm an introverted extrovert cause it does take some energy for me to be around people, but I am a natural extrovert. I am a natural teacher. Like it's in my lineage. It's in my mother was a teacher. My grandmother was a teacher, you know, so it's natural for me. Um, and that's how I connect. Like I would much rather be in a meditation with people and connecting our hearts 
than talking about the weather. <laughs> like that's just who, you know, who I am. And, um, it, you know, it helps me as much as it helps other people. So it is a little selfish. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really, um, and listening, right. And listening and, and listening to guided intuition of like, when I'm in my own meditation, I can hear certain things of like, okay, hold this meeting, hold this, whatever it is. So you, you brought up a good point about the evolution of sobriety and the people we hang out with mm-hmm. Again, another hot topic. And I love that you called out and I, maybe I'm just repeating kind of what you say, but once you get with, I hate the cliche phase, but like-minded people, right. You start attracting them. The conversations look very different than a Friday night sipping wine kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I don't know if you experienced this, but even our relationship, right? We don't have to talk every week, but when we talk, it could go crazy deep really fast. And like the relationships are more meaningful, I think, living in this world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I cherish. Um, I cherish it. And, you know, I'm also, I think my work right now is accepting people for exactly who they are, right? Because we still have to function outside in the world where people, you don't want to talk about the weather, you know? Um, And it's like, okay, well, don't, you know, for sometimes I'm like, I was so resistant. Like if it wasn't deep, if we weren't talking about the meaning of life, I wasn't interested, you know, so, so I'm, 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 I'm de- you know, now it's like, okay, stop being so, you know, um, resistant to small talk or, or whatever. It's, it's part of it too. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoy, um, you know, the deeper conversations and, you know, people that are wanting to do the healing work and are aware of, you know, our kind of, um, inner child or that, that, that our brains were formed from age zero to 10. And sometimes your seven-year-old's driving the bus and that we get to inspect that together of like, okay, what'd your seven-year-old do today? (laughs) You know, be real honest about it, you know? Exactly. So this, this has led you to leaving corporate America, 